What's up, guys? Welcome once again to the Save Continue podcast. My name is Ryan Robinson. This here is Tom Shelby. Hello. Yeah. Every week we get together and talk about video games. Uh, Shanae is not here this week. Uh, she's a... Uh, Don't say Renfest. I hate when people say Renfest. I haven't said it since I've been here. Yeah. I said, I, well, I said Renaissance Fair earlier. Uh, Fair I, is fine. Festival is fine. Renov- Renaissance Festival. Yeah. Can I say Renaissance Fest? Sure. Fest is okay. It's, it's, the, it's the Ren that you hate. You know, it's funny because I don't like Renfest, and it's partly because I feel like people are too lazy, lazy to say the whole words for, like, so many different things. Yeah. Shmup. You know, shit like that. Uh, but, like, Fest is also an abbreviated, you yeah. know. Ozfest. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, why don't... Nobody says the Ozzy Osbourne Festival. No. It doesn't I, sound as, uh, as, as metal. Yeah. As hard. Yeah. I, I don't know. Right. I just, also, I haven't heard anybody talk about Ozfest since we were in high school. So. I don't think it's still a thing. Nah. I don't think so. Do, do you remember when they brought back Woodstock that one time? They actually brought b- back Woodstock twice. There was three Woodstocks, but yeah, yeah I remember. In our lifetime? Uh, two in our lifetime. Huh. Yeah. One in 94, one in 99, I think. I just remember Limp Bizkit played there one time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they did. All right, Tom. Yes. Are we doing trivia this week? No. Uh, one, because, you know, there's only two of us here. Yeah. I asked the question. I know the answer to it. Yeah. Uh, if you were going to do trivia. Actually, think of one off the top of your head right now. Oh, I don't like when you put me on the spot like this. Yeah. I don't like it. Okay. Uh, what is Scorpion's dad's name? I actually don't know. Neither do I. I know that he exists in that uni- in that canon. Well, he has to. And has a name, but I, well, I don't I, I don't mean, know everybody has a dad, Tom. Uh, yeah, but his dad in in that canon has a name. I just oh. don't know it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not good on the spot like this. Yeah. I have to think about him. Yeah. Uh, I I got one for you. Huh. Like, no stakes. Just want to see if you know. Sure. Uh, okay. What year did Steam go live? If I had to guess, oh uh, three. Well, goddamn, pretty good. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. That's just an educated guess based off of their releases. Yeah. Um. So this week, uh, we're not doing a normal show. Yeah. No structure. No structure. Hey, so check this out, dude. Speaking of Valve, uh, so someone posted a meme. Uh, in, okay, you've seen that thinking that thinking guy meme, the thinker? No, not the think. Yeah, I see you're not you're not really up to it. No. Uh, so there's this. Uh, hold on, let me show you. I feel like the majority of the people that I follow on uh, Twitter and other, other social medias, I, I don't get a lot of memes in my timelines. All right, so I'm, you might have you've probably seen uh, this picture in reference. Like, have you seen that? No. I, I mean, I know who that is, but no, I've not seen that. Okay. So basically, uh, it's like, so it's a picture of that guy's face, mm. like in doing that, mm. doing the, the thinking. And he's like, you don't have to worry about, like, you don't have to worry about game sales if you never make any games in reference to Valve. But then we also talked about how, like, they just, they, they released a game, like, four years ago. Yeah, we talked a couple weeks ago, ago. like, it's, they don't ever go that long without a game. Yeah, but everybody likes to think they do. And even now, we have a new Valve game coming out. Doesn't look interesting to me, but it but is it's a just, new... It's a new, still a new Valve game. Yeah. But I think that people, like, since we, hadn't have, since we haven't had a new Half-Life, or we haven't had a new, what else, Left 4 Dead, hadn't had a new Team Fortress, then that means that Valve doesn't make games anymore. Right. Um, but, I mean, how often would you... Like, if you're... If making games was a means to an end for you like as a means of keeping the lights on then of course you'd make them more often right but that's not what it is for them anymore sure uh they're a retailer uh they're a very large scale <coughs> retailer who also happens to make games every few years mm-hmm. uh oh i'll be right back i'm sorry where, where are you going i'm gonna turn the air down oh, yeah. i forgot to do that yeah go ahead and turn the air down all right so hey guys i want to talk to you guys for a second so you guys know how uh, you know, back in 2009, uh, Left 4 Dead 2 came out, and then everybody was like, hey, where's Half-Life Episode 3? But nobody actually got to see it, and then very recently we got that, we, that script got released for what that was supposed to be, and people kind of just, that was that point, that was just the end for that. Mm. Uh, you think that's, well, that, is that enough, do you think? 
For some people, yes. For others, no. Like, because I, the thing, like, I think that people just wanted closure. I haven't read the script. Yeah. Uh, I feel like even reading it, like, even if I know how it ends, I want to play it. Mm. You know. Sure. But what would that game be? At this point. I mean, I think one would hope there's a new source engine. Sure. But uh, I don't know. Yeah. Tom, similar. Uh, it's just, I think that what we need is to kind of just like look elsewhere for these, for these things. Like there's so many people making so many interesting, cool things that it just seems like a weird thing that people are still focused on. Uh, but I want to, I want to talk to you f- for a second, Tom, about how excited I am b- about, about, about computer gaming. Yeah, uh, we talked about it a little bit on Check It Out. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting, like this year, we've both been out of PC gaming for several years at this sure. point. Yeah. Uh, uh, like last, last time I bought a, uh, a computer specifically for gaming purposes was in 2009. The last new game I played on PC before this year was the vanilla version of Diablo 3. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that was man. How long ago was that? I don't know. A while ago, though. Yeah. Um, it's it's so. It was like four girlfriends ago. Is that how you measure time? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. It's just it was um, like I think about the buildup for me to when I finally got it, because mm-hmm. um, I had been talking about it and I just. I couldn't get the finances to work out right to the point where I could just like go ahead and just buy it. It's a lot of money. Yeah. And then I finally said, you know what? Fuck it. I'll be broke for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, despite that, I still kept buying games. Uh, but yeah, like the, like the, the, from the point when I, when I actually ordered the, when I actually ordered the thing and I sent you the picture. Yeah. And you're like, it feels like Christmas. Yeah. And I get that. Yeah. I think everybody gets that, right? When you have a big purchase that you know you're going, like you're anticipating making a big purchase. Yeah. Uh, especially for people watching the show or listening to the show, uh, when it's games related, right? Sure. A new console or, or something of that nature. Yeah. You get you get psyched. Yeah. Even you get a new game sometimes if yeah, you love that actually, series enough. Actually, you know? check this out, dude. So 2006, mm. uh, the day before the first Dead Rising came out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, man, when I first saw that game, I was so fucking stoked. Like, I was like, this is the zombie game. This, well, is, this is the zombie game for me. What's funny is I, I don't think we've talked about this on the show, but you know, we, ev- everybody knows that you briefly at some point worked for GameStop. Yeah. Uh, didn't you get a GameStop so that you could ensure your lockdown of the, three, the 360? No, because uh, so the 360 came out in 2005. And I was still working somewhere else at the time. Got it, got it, got it. Uh, I, I got one my... One of our friends. One of our friends worked at GameStop specifically so they could get a 360 day one. Yeah, I didn't I didn't work... I didn't start working at GameStop until 2006. Yeah. Uh, which, for no other reason than I needed a job, and I thought that at the time working at GameStop would be cool. Yeah. Um, it's not. No. No. Like, and I, and I think that... I think that has... I think it has... There's part of it has to do with game like working for GameStop like at the time like working for them was like just kind of shitty but at the same time like retail I feel like in general just kind of sucks circle of life yeah yeah <laughs> uh you know but yeah so I remember the day before uh Dead Rising came out and obviously I had it pre-ordered and I just remember like months leading up to that I'd been just watching the trailer like there's only a few trailers that had come out for that game and I just like watched those same three over and over again, like yeah. so excited, yeah. and well, same thing. Like when I bought my my most recent computer, like I would just every day because it took weeks for mine to come, yeah. many many weeks for mine to come. Like every day, I'm just like looking at reviews of it, yeah, looking at pictures of it, you know, looking at the product page, just yeah. like over and over and over again, yeah, looking uh, at games that I'm anticipating playing once I sure, got it, you sure. Know? Uh, and so that yeah. was that was kind of a thing too. Um, was when I bought it. You know, I my mind immediately went back to like every week when I'm over here, like I immediately get on your computer and I just start going through just looking at Steam. Yeah. Like just like browsing it for like Yeah, for a long time now, almost every week you're doing that. Yeah, yeah just like browsing like for like like oh, sometimes like an hour or two at a time. Mm-hmm. Like just cuz I I just it's 
it's a really fun way to window shop. It's cool to see how the other side lives sometimes, right? Yeah. Like when you when you don't have a specific console or specific platform, sure. it's interesting to see what offerings are there. Yeah, and I think that I think a lot of it was also because when I had my first computer, uh, you know, I used Steam, and I don't even remember how. Oh, the only reason I knew about Steam was because I bought uh, I bought either Counter Strike. Or Orange Box. I can't remember which. But when I installed it, like, Steam popped up. And I was yeah. like, what the hell is this? It's interesting you say that. This week uh, at work, uh, a friend of mine recently got their, their gaming computer back to, like, working status. Right. He's not been able to use it for, like, a year. And, and now he can. And I'm like, hey, you know, me and my buddy are playing Torch Flight 2. You should, you should, you know, jump on and play with us. It's not that expensive. He loves Diablo. So sure. I'm like, you know. Uh, he's like, oh, okay. How, he's like, how do I buy it? <laughs> and I'm like, Steam, bro. And he's like, what's Steam? <laughs> and it's weird to think that like a gamer sure. in 2017 doesn't know what Steam is. Sure. And know? there's a lot of people who have no reason. There are a lot of people who are gamers who have no reason to know what Steam is. Well, sure. I'm mean, like we just said for years, I was playing exclusively 360. Right. Then exclusively PlayStation. Right, right now. Yeah. Um. But you know, looking at looking at that storefront and looking and like I talked about it before is that I would sit down at your computer and I'd be like, how do you how do you decide? Mm-hmm. Like how do you how do you how do you know what to buy? I uh, I let the sales decide for me. That's ju- that's largely <laughs> and that's you know unless there's a specific game that I've been wanting. That's largely what I've been doing too. Yeah. Um. Because like we're, it was funny because uh when we're sitting in the garage and you were like like ryan uh i need to talk to you about something it's like a serious problem yeah uh and it's it's basically like it's an addiction our our, our spending habits uh with this with, like with uh, with this platform uh, because like well it's like i said like the best psn flash sales all year long, the best PlayStation sales. They don't compare. The best Xbox sales they're just, they're are just, nowhere near as good yeah. as like Steam sales and Humble Bundle sales. Yeah. Like they're nowhere near as good. And like, and don't get me wrong, you they're know, still great. Yeah, you get great games for a low price. Still, uh, P- PSN just had a flash sale with with fantastic games for fantastic prices. Yeah. You get thing, you get Child of Light for like ninety percent off, and like that's a fantastic game. And isn't that game like twenty bucks to begin with? So I don't like, remember, but but you know, great game though. When you're talking about like a humble sale, it's like well. Here's you know sixteen games yeah for twenty dollars maybe maybe you're paying twelve dollars yeah you know? like the other day I bought I bought the first two Witcher games yeah Spec Ops the line nice uh I can't remember what else I bought one other game though that was like a total to about eighty dollars I spent ten I'm interested wow that's that's actually really good yeah uh I bought like every Tomb Raider game. And like, and we're talking about you're not even going to play. I'm not going to play most of them. Yeah, but some of them I really like. But like know? at the same, and then uh, we're talking about you know, um, we're ta- I don't remember what other game we were talking about. Oh, I don't, actually I don't remember. But like you're talking about like you like I might hate it. And day then, sex. Yeah, I bought every day sex. You bought every day like, sex. Yeah. And you're like I might hate it, and like, and I said you know at those prices you can afford not to like it right. because like you spent like a dollar on it. Right. So. And it's funny. It's it's just it's funny to think about. Uh, I mean, my my spending habits in general are are bad, games related or not. I, sure. I, I'm not careful with my money. I buy more things than I need to, or we don't need this, you know. It looks uh, cool. You know, there's there's a lot of shit here. When we had snowball mics and they were kind of shitty, but like they were okay, you know. Uh, the monitor that that we you know go off of as we record, like I don't need that stuff. But like you are typically. A pretty smart uh, spender. You handle like, I'm your try- finances I'm, I'm well. I'm trying not to let this shit like right. derail me. I know you're wrong. Like my bills get paid, right? Yeah, that's, sure. that's how we keep the lights on, literally. But uh, you know, uh, you know, and I, and you know, there have been times where like I was like, you know what, I got to step back, and I'm not gonna because I was telling you that there's this game Stellaris that I that I'm actually very interested in. Uh, that game retails for like thirty or forty dollars. Yeah. Uh, but it, there's a sale on right now that the game is like fifteen dollars. Yeah. And I almost bought it, and I was like, you know what? I have enough games right now. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll hold off, and like, if, if you know, I'll just buy it later if if it's on when, whenever it's on sale again. 
Um, Dude, I probably own a hundred games that I've yet to play. Yeah, you know. But I think my my problem is is I'm very much like, well, I'm going to strike when the iron's hot, right? Mm-hmm. Like that game is twelve dollars today, and tomorrow it's going back up to sixty. So I'm I'm going to buy it now. Sure, you know. Sure. Unless it's like a developer that I really really love, I'm then I'm happy to pay full price. Sure, but you know. Um, and that's the thing too is like I don't know if I'm going to like Stellaris. I, I think sure. I will. Well, and then with Valve or not with Valve with uh, Humble. It's like you, there's all these things to like justify your purchase and like, oh, well, I'm giving to charity, yeah. you know, yeah. who doesn't want to do that? Sure. You know, uh, and then like you made, you rationalize like you passed up on buying Marvel vs. Capcom, uh, infinite, yeah, uh, Marvel vs. Capcom infinite for $60, but then you ultimately ended up spending enough to have bought it. Right. But you, um, I mean, how many games did you get with that 60 bucks though? Probably like 20. There you go. Yeah. You get twenty games, so, and several of which are like somewhat recent AAA games. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, so I feel like you came out on top on that one. Sure. Well, I mean, here's the thing. You know, I love fighting games, and I've, I've said for a long time, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be disappointed. In Infinite. Yeah. Still want to play it. Yeah. You know. Um. Yeah, and that's another thing too. Is that like, uh, you're talking about, you know, you own all these games that you have yet to play, and my, you know, my, uh, I've. I've at least booted up every game that I that I've purchased. Um, I mean, here's my thing, and I've talked about it on the show before. I like having a large collection of games, uh, so that even when I'm broke, like I always have something new to play. Always, yeah. You know, but I think also like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you and I are very much like we enjoy playing the games, but we also very much enjoy buying them. Uh, I like having big collections, you yeah. know, uh, I used to collect a lot of things physically. I no longer do, but like my digital comic book collection, my digital movie collection, my digital games collection, like they're, they're all massive. Yeah. They're massive, you know, and, and I, I try my best to not pirate things, Sure, you know, so I'm paying for these comic books. I'm paying for these movies, uh, because I, I want the money to get to the people that, yeah. that made the product for me, sure. you know. But uh, yeah, I, I like having a big collection. Uh, there's, there's nothing better than like like with my iTunes movie collection, you know. It's like, let's say one day Netflix goes under. Yeah, it's not going to happen. But you know, let's just say like let's say there's no more Netflix or Hulu or anything like that. Sure, I still got a fuck ton to watch. Yeah, you know. I feel like I feel if, like if that day ever comes, we've got larger problems to worry about. Right. If I if I lose my job tomorrow, I've still got like a shit ton of games to play yeah you know that'll be your number one priority yeah (laughs) i mean if i'm not working what else am i gonna do uh and i feel like it's also easier because there was a time where we had to if we wanted a new game we had to go out and get it and uh now it's like so much easier because i'm I'm already sitting here well you and i are notoriously lazy we don't like going places yeah i came here in my goddamn pajamas yeah like i'm not going anywhere so when they make it that simple well, you're big into the Amazon Prime, though. Yeah, uh, that too. Like, I love Amazon, but I don't buy a lot of games from them. Yeah, like, and that's and that's primarily where I've been doing a lot of stuff. And like, and I bought my I bought my computer off of Amazon. Um, you know, it's like that whole like that whole thing with you know that just that ease of access, really. Sure. Um, and like I said, like when you're just when you're kind of just sitting there, and then you you look at a Steam sale, and you're like, you know what? What's a dollar? Well, especially like when you're yeah. our age or older uh, and you've seen the other side, right? Like you've, you've lived through having to go to the store and what you want might not be there. Yeah. You know, uh, where like now you just, hey, I want this. I can find it on this website and they're going to have it to me probably maybe that day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And yeah. that's, and that's been like a large, and you know, that's a, like a big thing too, uh, where, you know, I could have got, like I bought a, uh, I recently bought a, uh, an angled stand for my for my laptop. I probably could have just gone to like any number of stores sure. and just bought it. Best Buy, Walmart, whatever. I could have just gone anywhere and bought it. <coughs> but uh, Amazon was like, "Hey, uh, we have it for this much. We have it for fifteen dollars, uh, and for five dollars more, we'll get it to you today." I was like, "That's yeah. that's fine." And like we, you know, for those that don't know, we live in San Antonio, Texas, which is uh, quite a large city, uh, not only in population, but in, uh, you know, the, the area of the city. We, we cover a large, large area. Um, so sometimes getting to a place, just driving somewhere can take you half an hour. Yeah. And it's just like, and also like, 
if you've never been here, going out there in that fucking swamp ass heat is not an attractive yeah. prospect either. Well, it's funny. I talked to some, to some of the people that listen to the show in in Europe, and the, you know, for them, a half hour drive takes them to another country. That's kind of for us. Like we're still in the same city, probably in the same county. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So here's the thing: is that I want to talk to you about some games that I've been playing. So, the first game I bought on Steam was Torchlight 2, which is, coincidentally, the first game that we've played on PC together. Yeah. Uh, still, actually, I think the only one that we've played on computer together, uh, as far as I know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you were playing World of Warcraft for the very short time I played that game. Yeah. Yeah. I think that largely... <coughs> in fact, I think that... When we played when we played Torchlight Two online together, that was the first time we'd played a game online since the last time we played Killing Floor Two together on PS4, which was wonderful, quite wonderful. But it was you know months and months ago. Yeah. And before that, like we weren't even really doing it at all. Yeah. And we played the occasional game here or there. Yeah. Uh, literally here uh, for you know let's plays and things of yeah. that nature. But. Um, it's a lot of torchlight. I feel too. like we both play a lot of single player stuff. I think, and I think that's kind of just, and I don't, and I was, I was thinking about that lately too. Because you're thinking like multiplayer, you're my go-to typically. Yeah. You know? And I mean, I feel I've been feeling like that like lately. Like I've, I don't know if it's a, if it's a result of me getting older or what, but uh, the prospect of playing a game whose that whose main component is online, mm-hmm. and I don't have like personal friends to play it with. Yeah. Like, that's just, it's an unattractive. Like, uh, we've talked about it before. For me, it's just, it all depends on the community that that yeah. game has. I think that the community that Tripwire has nurtured with Killing Floor 2 is, for the most part, not always, but for the most part, very positive. Uh, I bought that game long before any of my friends owned it. Sure. So I played almost exclusively with strangers. Yeah. And I had a great time with that. Yeah. In the same breath, there's games I've played online where it's just like, I dip right away because I get on and the first thing I hear is like the N word, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so played a lot of, been playing a lot of Torchlight 2. Really, it's a fantastic game. Weird thing about it though is as good <coughs> as Torchlight 2 is, like I think in both you and I have expressed this, is that's really making me want to play Torchlight 1. I mean, Torchlight 1 is a phenomenal game and I think we're both nostalgic for it in that like Torchlight 1 I played to completion uh, years ago. Torchlight 2... Until I started playing with you, yeah. I'd only played maybe a few hours of it. I never finished the, the campaign. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, there, there's some nostalgia there for Torchlight 1. It's also like, you don't get a lot of single-player dungeon crawling ARPGs nowadays. Sure. They're there, but... Yeah. And, not, I think, and the ones you do get are not of that quality. Yeah, and I think that was one of the things that was interesting about Torchlight 1 is that in a, for you to release an ARPG uh, post-Diablo 2... Uh, like and have it be single player only. Mm-hmm. It might. It seems. I think it seems strange to a lot of people, but at the same time, there was like there was a really cool thing about that, which was like yes, the thing about Torchlight Two is like you experience the game with your friends, mm-hmm. but it was cool also to have that conversation about Torchlight One, where you would say, you know, well, how how deep did you go, right. or like what did you like what did you do, or you know, things like sure. that. Like having those conversations. Uh, is was really well, especially really when fun. you have friends playing playing it at the same time, yeah. especially. Um, I don't know, man. Like, I it's funny that you bring up Diablo Two. Is like, I think a lot of people put a lot of faith in in remake games uh, with the release of of the original Torchlight, sure. Uh, because a lot of those developers had worked on Diablo Two, yeah, you know. But uh, yeah, fantastic uh, games. The uh, let's see what else. I also got Prey that same day. Man, I so I watched you play maybe the first hour or so of that yeah. game. Uh, I I want that game so badly. So here's a here's this weird thing that I that that happened with Prey. So like, I played I I played it over here pretty much until I got too tired to keep playing. Right. Uh, and then we know, were up late. Yeah, we were. I was like, I think I like left at like three in the morning or something like that. So I I pretty much. If you couldn't tell on last week's show, Ryan and I got like all of two three hours of sleep. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty. Maybe that's why I left it recording. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, but then between then and now, like most of my, 
most of my time had, had been spent with Torchlight 2. Mm-hmm. And then so I, but I was like, you know what, I'm going to play more, I'm going to play some more Prey. But the thing is, like, I don't know what it is, but going back to that game after a week, yeah. I was like, what is this? Like, so, well, I mean, here's the thing, right? You, you're doing the same thing that I do weekly with my gaming habits in that I'll buy a new Humble Bundle or something like that, right? Or a game collection on Steam and I will sample a little bit of, of everything. Right. Uh, just to see what I want to jump into next. Sure. You know, uh, but like the Splinter Cell collection mm. a while back and I played like the first hour of each game. Right. You know. Um, and then from there, I'll make my decision. Well, what am I going to take the deep dive into? Yeah. You know, and from what I understand, like there's a lot going on in prey and you know, it I'm, just looks so cool, man. It, it, it does look cool. And like it, it plays very well. Um, and I, I think that I'm going to have, I actually, am going to have, you know, a good time with it. I don't, I just don't think I'm ready to dive into it just yet. I liked watching you play the opening because the opening has that, like a lot of people who've watched gameplay of that have, have already seen it. Uh, the, the fucking mind blown moment when <laughs> the, you realize oh, yeah, the, it's blah. all been a facade. Yeah. yeah. That was actually a really cool moment too. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's predictable, but yeah. it's, it's really cool. Yeah, it is yeah. cool. Uh, so let's see what else. I also, uh, you got me grim dawn. Yeah. Uh, and I played, I played a couple hours of that. Uh, so that game is one that, I am very intrigued by, yeah, but I am slightly intimidated by. Also. I'm excited for Grim Dawn because of the dungeon crawling games that we've been talking about, Diablo, Torchlight, Grim Dawn, whatever. Uh, it, it's from the few hours I've played of it, uh, seems to be the deepest. Sure. Also, simultaneously, maybe the hardest. Maybe. It's like ARPGs are typically pretty easy games. Yeah. But, uh, like they they can you know. they can in some ways feel like kind of like you're kind of on autopilot a lot of time when you're playing them. Oh sure, Tor- Torch Light when I'm not playing with you, I mean that's my my podcast game. Yeah, just like, yeah cuz yeah. like you don't really need to, like you pay just enough attention to it to not die basically. Right. Um <clears throat> so yeah, and so diving into that game, uh the premise I think is really cool. Uh the leveling system is uh, as I mentioned to you is kind of what has uh it's kind of what has intimidated me because i'm like i've never seen anything like that before it's like a two-tier yeah because like you get when you level up so for those of you who don't know uh grim dawn is a as another arpg where uh you kind of start out as uh, a human who was formerly possessed by some kind of ghost or something and some people like enlist you to help them kill undead shit yeah uh and when you level up uh, so, get, like in every game, you're trying to save the world, and Grim Dawn, the world's already fucked. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you level up, and you get like in like a lot of games of this type, you get you know uh, perk points or whatever you want to call them, skill points. I'll call them skill points. And there's a meter on the bottom that you fill up with your skill points, <coughs> but along that, like as you progress the meter, there's also skills up top that you can use to use those same skill points on. So you're just like. What do I? It basically just allows a level of customizability. You were talking about like you were looking at builds, and it's like <coughs> I'm I'm choosing two classes. Yeah, and that's kind of the case. Yeah, you're kind of making your own thing. I mean, with obvious limitations, but you, sure. you know, you kind of are. Uh, and I think that's really neat. Yeah. Um. The game. Uh. The game. So far, the gameplay is pretty pretty fun. Uh. I. I. I haven't played a whole lot of it. Uh. But I am looking forward to us. Uh putting some time into that yeah uh let's see what else did <coughs> i get oh river city ransom underground yeah uh, i saw you played like a few hours of that yeah so i wanted to get that game while i had the chance that i didn't want to because you know i didn't want it to get delisted again and not i don't think that it will but you never know yeah you never know and like and like the next time it happens like it could be forever yeah so, so i didn't i didn't want to risk it um yeah man that that game is like for somebody who who loves River City Ransom as much as I do, that game is exactly what I want. I mean, here's the thing, right? There's been a lot of River City uh, sequels and, and spinoffs sure. recently, right? We didn't get River City for a long time. We got plenty of Kunio Kun, but we didn't get River City for a long time. Yeah. And then suddenly there's just this overflow of River City games. Still, some still coming. Yeah. Uh, I think Underground 
is cool because it seems the most faithful to the original. Yeah. Uh, while also being like a direct sequel to it. Yeah. And I think that's pretty. And cool. like and improving upon the original in some like really cool ways. Yeah. Um, I had a lot of fun with it. You know, like you know, multiple characters with like diverse move sets. You know, and that's the thing too. That's the thing that I think that I was thinking about as I was playing it is. In University Ransom, you know, Alex and Ryan, like, they're, it's just a palette swap. They both control exact the same. Mm. Their moves are all this. They have access to the same moves or whatever. But the the choices are more, the your character choice is more meaningful in this game because, like, it each character caters to a specific play style. Right. Uh, and, you know, they don't all pop off their special moves the same. Right. You, know, you don't push the same, you don't like, because I, I went into it thinking, like, I'll just push right bumper on my uh, on my controller yeah. for everybody's special move, but that's, nope. not, that's not how it works for everybody. It's like, sometimes you got to jump, or sometimes you got to be running, or, you know, sometimes you have to be holding the guy. So, I mean, it's really cool, uh, you know, those cameos by Alex and Ryan, like, they're, like, older dudes, and, mm. like, like, Ryan's got a bit of a gut, so he wears that, he wears that wrap around his waist now, and you know, uh, I think most people who are going to play that game are going to play it cooperative locally. Yeah. Uh, does it have online? It does have online. That's what I was getting to. The online's broken. Like, yeah. it's real bad. Yeah. But locally, it's fine. And yeah. I think that's how most people will do it. Yeah. And and I think that for somebody who... Because I remember when I was a kid, um, my cousin, uh, my cousin John... Hi, John. Uh, is the one hi, who, John. Is the one who actually showed that to me when I was like six years old. And, you know, we play that together. And ever since then, like, I just, I was obsessed with it. And, you know. Does John have a PC? He is working on that right now, from what I know. Once he gets that up, we got we to gotta send him. Well, then again, he's like, he's got a new girlfriend now. So, like, he's probably, that's probably where, he's probably spending money on Let me tell you something, John. That girlfriend is holding you back. Huh? You buy, you, you want people to stop fucking with you. Yeah, you get a computer. Okay? You buy a computer. Nobody fucks with me and Tom anymore. That's right. Because we have computers. Sinead, she used to have a computer. We fuck with her all the time. Yeah. Because she doesn't have a computer. Yeah, that's, that's true. We do. We do fuck with her a lot. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, let's, well, John, you get that computer going, we'll send you a copy of Underground. Yeah, I, I, gladly. Yeah. Uh, he he, he, he uh, messaged me on Facebook um, uh, after, because he, when we were talking about it, he kind of went and looked at it. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm sure he was excited for it, right? Yeah, he saw that and he was like, and, you know, there was a misconstruction. He's like, he's like, he thought it was a remake. And I was like, no, it's, it's not. a sequel. It's a sequel. Yeah. He's like, I was like, the uh, the first part is a recreation of the end of the first game, sure. Mm. Uh, Which I love. I love when games do that. Yeah. But, uh, Symphony of the Night, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's a it's a fantastic game, and I'm I actually am looking forward to uh, playing it with him, and I hope they fix it online because I would love to play Rivers Ransom with him uh, again. Like what twenty five years later, Arc Systems works. Like they, I think that I mean I know they didn't make the game, but they definitely have a say in, in what's going on there. I, th- I think they'll help out with the with that online. Yeah. Um, but <coughs> Hard West, which is uh, Cowboy XCOM. What more can you ask for? I don't know. What did I call it? Uh, Cowboy Dad's remember. Revenge. XCOM. So I only played the tutorial for it. Yeah. Uh, do you? Is it? Is there a squad or is it just the one person? I feel like there. Well, see, here's the thing: is that I'm not sure because when I I looked at some gameplay snippets, like I think it was like a like a one of those. <coughs> uh, it was a trailer for it, and like. It, like there was all all and everyone the camera was focused on one person yeah but I wasn't paying attention enough to to see if it was the same person right uh, I want a squad yeah a posse that's what they called them back then a posse yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah that uh, you played that a little bit when I was over here one time uh, I like the presentation it's very like bloody but like. Like this turn-based strategy, man. Turn-based. It's a turn-based strategy game. Takes place in the <coughs> old west. Basic premise is you're a guy. You're traveling with your wife and your son, and they kill your wife and kidnap your son. So you're basically like trying to save your kid. I never thought I'd see a western-themed turn-based strategy game or a Mario-themed turn-based strategy game. We live in interesting times. We do. It's fantastic. Uh, yeah. 2017 has. Yeah been the best year in recent memory for video games for a long time well i think hard west was before but yeah for sure sure. it's been a fantastic year um yeah so i'm i I very much like westerns uh i consider myself to be red dead news this week yeah actually when this episode posts this day there will be a red dead red dead news right i think it's going to be a gameplay trailer i hope it's a gameplay trailer yeah 
Yeah. Um, let's see. I also shit. What else did I get? Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. You mean you got a lot? Yeah, so it's a lot to go through. I, I bought you a, a, the Capcom Sega That's Atlas right. Humble Bundle. That's right. Oh, and I I I installed I installed Renegade Ops off of that. It looks fun. It's very fun. I didn't realize it was a twin stick shooter. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that game is <clears throat> a lot of fun. I can I can really see that game being fun, like with friends. Now speaking of twin stick shooters, uh. last night I'm uh, on Twitch watching Corey. Play, hey, play Dead Rising and uh, not Dead Rising, Dead Nation. Nice. House Marks Dead Nation. Love that game. And uh, man, that guy's just like really awesome at video games. You know, it seems well, like it seems like any video game he plays, he's just awesome at them. You kind of have to be. It's fun. Like, I like watching uh, Kale as well play Borderlands, doing speedruns of Borderlands, and, yeah. and watching Corey play this game. I, it's it's fun watching people play games who are really good at those games. Sure. You know? Yeah, that's why, like, I I will I regularly watch people play Titanfall. Yeah. Like, I'm garbage at Titanfall, but, man, is it fun to watch someone who's good at that game. Corey just platinumed Titanfall, yeah. God damn. What yeah. can't... What, is there anything that he can't do? Corey, is there anything that you can't do? How many platinums does that make? It Like, 53? thousand three something man uh i also want to bring up we, we talked about john we talked about Corey. i want to talk about shadow ram which i don't know i need you to write because he's been commenting on a lot of our videos recently so i met this guy through uh melch's twitch channel he's, sure. he's one of her her subscribers sure okay uh, or uh followers i guess right on um one of her disciples yeah, and he's a cool guy. I've watched his stream a, a time or two, and he's, he's been watching our stuff on YouTube. Um, I don't... What I want to know, what I want you to comment, is how the fuck do we are we supposed to say your screen name? Because it's like Shadow Chat. 6 yeah. Ram. Yeah, that always fucks me up when... So is it Shadow Ram? Uh, is it Shadow 6 Ram? Yeah. Is it Shadow Gram, and the 6 is meant to be a G? Or Shadow like, Ram 6. Yeah, what is it? Let me know. Yeah. Like, comment, and subscribe. Uh, yeah. So I'm. He's the one who commented on your uh on my indiscretion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, man. Quantum break me off a piece of that pussy. Yeah, I did say that. Uh, you don't normally use that language. I don't. You know, it's just a like weird moment. And then you talked about your pubic mound. Yeah, which Corey commented on. I did think. He? I think so. Someone commented on your pubic mound. Yeah. Uh, then you actually hear you pee for a little bit. <laughs> really? I didn't. <Yeah. laughs> I had to go really bad. Because uh, I typically, I drink too many fluids during, I drink a lot of fluids during the uh, news and check it out. Like I, I We do so much talking. Yeah. You know? I drink a lot of water uh, during those two segments. And then, uh, during the main show, I'll usually have an energy drink. I didn't have one today. I brought, I brought coffee, which I failed to make properly. Dude, you've been here for like a couple hours. I've had a Red Bull and two cups of coffee, you know? How are your hands not shaking? I don't know. I just, I like the caffeine. Uh, I like caffeine a lot too. Uh, but the thing is like, okay, one time Shanae came over and she brought, she brought me red. She brought us both Red Bulls after I had already had coffee and a rock star. Yeah, but you have a hard time saying no. Yeah, I do. And then like, but before I was like, all right, well, I got to get out of here because I think I had to go to work or something. Mm -hmm. And then like my hands doing this. Yeah. So. Yikes. Yeah. It was, uh, it, was, it was, my hands were doing this. I was like, how am I supposed to game like this? That's what it's it was funny you say that last night I got home from work and I work uh, very long shifts. <clears throat> so at that point, I mean, I'd been awake for a long time. And I'm talking on the phone with our friend Brian uh, about another project. And I get off the phone with him and I'm like, I, I feel myself starting to fall asleep while I'm talking to him. But I'm like, I'm off. My weekend has just begun. You know, I can't, I can't start it like this. I want, I need to play something. Yeah. I need to play something. So grab that Red Bull, you yeah. know? Yeah. 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 I feel like Red Bull doesn't give me the jolt that the others give me. Uh, nothing really gives me the jolt nowadays. Yeah. But. So why do you drink it? Like, just I like feel, the taste. Just to feel normal. I like the taste. Uh, and I feel like it's better than nothing for keeping me awake. Sure. You know, uh, I remember I took caffeine pills one time and that was a really bad day. There was a time where. I took caffeine pills before work, 
and sleeping pills before bed for like months. My body was all out of sorts. Yeah. Yeah. And you just don't do that. Yeah. Man, you're kind of a wreck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when you go from like hard drug use to like sobriety. Yeah. You know, like in the way that you did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause it was kind of abrupt for you. Yeah. Uh, that's don't, a, don't do drugs. Yeah. That's a little glimpse into Tom's life. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the, you know, the people that watch this, like they don't really know us, but like they know a fair amount about us. And I feel yeah. like, you know, that's just a little glimpse. They, we can be honest with them. Yeah. Um, I'm a better, better man now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you got, you got those two beautiful babies. Mm-hmm. One of whom is obsessed with The Sims. Dude, like, did you post that picture of, of uh, Bailey playing The Sims on Instagram? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think she's... And she plays The Sims 3 and The Sims 4. She plays Simultaneously? both Right. <clears throat> I think she might also play the mobile version. But uh, I think she's like damn near 100 hours into The Sims 3. I'm probably pretty so, close to that on Sims 4. When I look at when I look at the hours put into Sims 3 on your Steam account, yeah. that's all Bailey. For the most part. A very little of that is me. Uh, I've been more interested in playing 4, even though 3 is the better game. Yeah. I feel like I've spent my time with The Sims 3. How, are the, how is know? it better? Because I don't the know. The Sims 3? Yeah. How is, how, like, what are the differences between 4 and 3? Uh, 4 is a big visual improvement. Yeah. Uh, but it strips away a lot of things. It's no longer like a open world, you know. Yeah, right, right. Uh, going into certain buildings is just like off limits. A lot, a lot, a lot of the extra things that The Sims Three had added from The Sims Two have been taken away. Yeah. Uh, I think Sims Four only recently got like swimming pools and things of that nature, like a bunch of random things. The one cool thing about The Sims Four versus previous Sim- Sims games is like there's a there's multitasking. So you know you know how in The Sims you do something and you, you build that meter above yeah. your head yeah. as you become more proficient in something? So you can build two meters at once. Yeah. You can like exercise and watch TV at the same time, which makes sense. Yeah. You can we'll do that. go to the bathroom to take care of your bladder while also being on your phone. Yeah. You know. To build up the social as right. well. Right. That's really neat. Yeah. That's Sims 4? That's Sims 4, yeah. Nice. I might might actually check it out. I've always liked The Sims. And you know what? You're going to need a new, a new uh, storefront though. You, God you can it. buy three on I Steam. Do, I got to go with you. I got to go to Origin, Origin for four. God yeah. damn it! So yeah, so I texted you uh, the other night when I was like, "Yep, finally had to download uh, Gog." The, yeah, I finally had to download Gog because uh, I only had a key that I couldn't redeem in Steam. Um, yeah, you know, and I, <laughs> you know, I'd held it off as long as I because I just I didn't I didn't want too many things down there in that taskbar. I just, I uh, here's the cool thing: you can still launch all those games through Steam. Yeah. So while you have those all downloaded, you can have the icons hidden, yeah, and just launch everything through Steam, yeah. Because yeah. I would, I would prefer that, yeah. But then, like, then I'll also, I'll also, there'll be, I don't know what it is, like the way about the way my my way of thinking, but I'm like, you're not really supposed to be here. Oh yeah, I look at this, <laughs> the, the Sims Three in my Steam library, or the Sims Four in my Steam library all the time, and like, it's the only one that doesn't have artwork for it. Yeah, and, yeah like, you're, like, not, you're not really supposed yeah. to be here. Like, and it feels it would feel out of place. Like when I when I pull up the game, like uh, I when I got the when I got I was finished installing the first Witcher game last night. Uh, I didn't get to play it because like by the time I got <laughs> done installing, I was just too sleepy. Um, but like, yeah, it, I put I boot up in in Gog, and it's like it's got all the it's got all the artwork and all the yeah. and all the stuff. But then that's like if I put it like I and I know that the, the that game is also sold on Steam. I'm pretty sure. But like, the version I got is like it's not supposed to be there. You know what's interesting? Hmm. Uh, I was telling you that I bought recently bought Ken and Lynch one and two. Yeah. Because they were like on sale for less than three bucks for both. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the first game. Uh, will not run on Windows 10. And Steam doesn't tell you this when you buy it. Yeah. You know? Uh, what I like about GOG is that, like, one of their things that they lean heavily on is every game you buy on their storefront will run. It will run, you know? Yeah. I think that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you get your money back on that Candle Lynch? Probably, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think you'll be fine with Candle Lynch too, though. I'll catch you up on what's going on. I catch you up on what the relationship is between those two. Um, you know what I was thinking about uh, the other day. Hmm. So I again, I was I was cyber stalking you through Steam, and I saw. Don't that, do that. 
I saw that one of the items on your wish list was the Duke Nukem 20th anniversary edition. Yeah, yeah. So I was thinking about it, and like I feel like that was that is very much for people who have who have some sort of nostalgia for Duke Nukem 3D. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was wondering if Duke Nukem 3D came out today for like the first time like in in that form same graphics just like the, yeah. just literally the same game right but it was released for the first time in 2017 would people play that i think that there would be a, a certain group of people that absolutely would uh people that grew up on games like heretic hex and doom uh would probably be into it right we yeah. see a lot of these throwback games now sure so i think if if duke Nukem came out as, as a throwback that yeah i think people would play it yeah but like you never see that i don't okay i'm 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 speaking as someone who hasn't seen it before, but I've never seen like the shooters do that with like with a throwback like graphics and gameplay like that. Not I really, feel like but it's like, usually like with two like with platformers and shit like that. Yeah, but I think it could work. I mean, you see games that like they are obviously graphically superior to these older games, but still go for that feel. Yeah, uh, we talked about hard reset. Very much has that old shooter feel. Yeah, but it's like the presentation uh, is different, though. Sure, and presentation is big. Yeah. But I think it's possible. Uh, look at, like, Devil Daggers, where it was. It is a very different type of shooter. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and the graphics are superior to those games. They're not good graphics. Yeah, yeah, but they're not meant to be, right? You know, I don't know. I feel like Devil Daggers is meant to induce some sort of sickness, like, Dude. I feel very uncomfortable playing... I love that game, but I feel very uncomfortable playing that game, and I feel like that's intentional. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I told you, like, when you played, I was like, I can't watch you play this game. Because, like, it's not scary. Yeah. But, yeah. It just, like, I just... I think, it, like, something to do with, like, the colors and, like, how fast... And the sound, it, especially. The, like, the, the colors and the sound and the way that, <clears> like, <throat> the way everything moves. It's just, like, like when I... It just makes me feel nauseous. Yeah, it does. Uh, uh, and maybe that's intentional. I don't know. But, like, that's what it induces me. I'm like, I, yeah. I can't do this. I like it, though. Yeah. Do you yeah. like that feeling? Yeah, I kind of do. Like, strangely so. Hmm. I mean, just in that instance. Yeah, sure. But, yeah. Uh... That would be really shitty if, like, that feeling persisted after you, like, we were done playing the game. Yeah. I feel like there's, like, some some sort of mystical powers at work there. It's like I'm watching The Ring, you know? It's like, I have to watch that tape. Yeah. What if... <laughs> what if... What if... Do you think they they would give refund for Devil Daggers if it came out that, after, that <coughs> seven days after you played it it killed you? I feel like they'd have to. And, well, ho- would- and hopefully you bought it and you haven't played it yet. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Uh... Do you think they'd give you a refund if you had played it? No, there's no point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not even as like kind of a make good. I mean. You know, just say that you just say that they did it just like just to be decent. Sure. Mm. I wonder though, like I was, I was also on the same vein as like Duke Nukem, right? Like uh, I was talking to somebody about that game and in a lot of, and in a few important ways that game hasn't aged great. And like, I think that Duke Nukem <clears throat> as a property just has an age great. I think culturally, uh, you know, po- with political correctness being what, what it is today, uh, which sometimes I'm very happy and sometimes I'm also very frustrated by it, uh, I think that there are things <clears throat> in games like Duke Nukem, <clears throat> Shadow Warrior, that there's no way they would be in games today. Right. You know, but like, but like from a gameplay standpoint, I still think it is one of the best first-person shooters of its time. Okay, you know, uh, there are things in Duke Nukem that you do not find in games like Doom or Heretic. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, tons of secrets. And I do remember, like, as a kid, you know, like playing Duke Nukem. Like, man, I feel like a grown-up because I'm playing this game. Like Duke Nukem saying shit, and there's yeah. boobs, and yeah. there's blood, and like, yeah, so. You know, I can definitely see, and I, obviously that wasn't what it was for everybody, because I'm sure there were plenty of adults who were also playing that game. Sure. Um, but then I also think about, like, when I think about Duke Nukem Forever, and what the folks at Gearbox were like, how did, how did they expect that to go? You know, because, like... Duke Nukem Forever is, like, it was in the same situation... Uh, as The Last Guardian and Final Fantasy fifteen, Yeah. And Duke Nukem Forever uh, saw how that goes poorly. Yeah. You know, while the other twos at least achieved some level of, of high success. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Duke Nukem Forever, it's the opposite end. Yeah. And then I think about, like, I think about Gearbox as a company. 
And like, I'm thinking back on what has Gearbox done that I like, and the answer is always Borderlands. Yeah, Gearbox. You know, I've I've expressed openly not caring for some of of, of their products on the show. Um, I still like Gearbox a lot. I think it's it's one. Uh, you know. For those that don't know, outside of, of California, we've got a, a pretty big game development scene in Texas, e- even larger than Washington's. Uh, there's something to be said for that, and and people don't often think about the games that that come out of this state. You know, yeah. uh, things like Bioshock and Doom, and, and yeah. you know stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, Gearbox, I think, is is a company that does a good job at keeping that alive. And while those games not, might not be for me. The, there's definitely a mass appeal to a lot of their games. Sure. Not so much Colonial Marines, not so much Duke Nukem Forever, you know. But like, while the humor in Borderlands isn't really for me, I feel like it's more catered towards like a 13-year-old boy. Yeah. Uh, I really had a lot of fun with Borderlands 2, yeah. at least. Yeah. Not so much the pre-sequel, but yeah. Borderlands 2 I enjoyed quite a bit. And I think that they they can pull me back in with with Borderlands three if if they if they take care with it. Hey, real quick, what do you think the odds are that there are going to be microtransactions in that game? I'd say slim to none. Okay, based on everything else that they've done. Okay, yeah. Um, Although I, Battleborn probably has microtransactions. I don't know for a fact that it does. I imagine it does since it's free to play. Uh. I haven't played it since Alpha. Yeah. But uh, you know, that game did not go well for them. They they announced this this month that they are no longer going to be updating that game. Yeah. Like they're they're done with it. You know? But I mean you've said many times that that game was largely mishandled prior to release though. I think the messaging behind it was mishandled. Yeah. Yeah. People uh, they didn't want to use the word MOBA. Yeah. People didn't need a new hero shooter because yeah. Overwatch was coming out around the same time. Yeah. Uh, you should have used MOBA. You should have, you know, they should have really gone heavy with that. Yeah. Uh, we don't like Paragon. Paragon's doing fine. Yeah. You know, that game's not even out. It's doing fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I think that if, honestly, like when I think about it, I think that if Gearbox were going to do microtransactions in the way that we think of them presently, yeah, I think that they would have done it in Borderlands 2 with the shift keys, but they were just giving those away for free. So... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, <coughs> also like you didn't really need anything in that chest to enjoy that game. Oh. So, you know, no, and, and, you know, and, and a lot of that, and like, it was always like, it, it always matched your level. Right. So yeah. depending on when you, when you use a shift, key, you wasted it. Yeah. Like if you use the shift key at level two, then, but at the same time, you don't want to use it in the end game because then you have no time to play with that. Yeah. You know, <coughs> which is just like. One of the big drawbacks to these games as a service, not that I'm calling Borderlands 2 a game as a service because it's not, yeah. but like, you know, Destiny has similar things. Uh, games like Diablo and most MMOs have similar things. You, you know, that, that's a drawback to, to, to those games. Sure. But, uh, you know, Borderlands 2 I enjoyed uh, for the social aspect um, and the gameplay is, is fun, if not repetitive. But like we've talked about it before, Borderlands Three. The only way I'm going back into, into Borderlands is if if they give me armor sets. Sure, you know. What do you think the chances are that they will? I think that it's low. But like that that game takes so heavily from older dungeon crawling top down sure. RPGs. And th- that's the one big thing that they're really missing is armor sets. Sure, and I think know? that when you have a game like that where you have a limited choice of characters, right? Like. Yeah. Armor is one of those things that you use to set your character apart. Like, they had the skins and they had the heads, but, like... When you're so hungry for games like Diablo and Torchlight, uh, you know, and you want to play... You want to see what those games are like from a different perspective, because, let's be honest, Borderlands is Diablo. Yeah. Uh, that's the one thing that's really not there, is yeah. armor. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and also, it's, like, it's 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 another, it's another uh, monument to the achievements that you reach in that game, right? Like, sure, with Borderlands, you know... You maybe had like a really weird, cool gun, mm-hmm. uh, and like well, people were like, "Whoa, how did you get that?" And that's cool and everything, but like, you know, I feel like armor for like, especially a game that is very much, you know, in the same vein as in, as any other ARPG, like having that armor, like get give me more loot, basically, you know, like yeah. like help me <coughs> get that sense of satisfaction out of that. But that's that's 
you got to assume a system like that is hard to implement. Sure. You know, it's not, sure. they can do it. They have the money to companies smaller than them have done it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. um, I also wanted, I kind of wanted to touch on something else though. Uh, last week, uh, the whole thing with Fortnite happened with the, with the <coughs> crossplay. Oh uh, yeah. That was funny. Um, and, uh, basically your take on it was, it was done intentionally, and I don't think anybody. I don't think anybody disagrees with you on that. I never said it was done intentionally. You, I joked about it. Yeah. What do you th- do? You what do you actually think? Because I don't think it was done intentionally. I think it'd be smart if it was done intentionally. Yeah. But I don't think like, that it was because you you like okay. So the joke that you made like let's get people talking about for, uh, Fortnite again. Yeah, but Battle Royale did that just fine. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Same week, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. That would I feel like that would have been a solid strategy though. Sure. Um. Any like even even Phil Spencer was like. You know, I wish they would have left it on. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it behooves him to say that. Sure. You know. Sure. But Phil Spencer, like any chance he can get to like to look like a like a cool guy. I love Phil Spencer. I think he's done a lot of good for that company. But any chance he gets to talk about uh, cross network play, he's going to talk about it. Yeah. There are two things. It had like there was. There are two things that Phil Spencer <laughs> will always take the chance to do. Yeah. Uh, talk about cross network play. And wear a blazer with a t-shirt. <laughs> I mean, look, Sony, we've talked about this before. Sony is, in, is, is winning, right? Uh, it, financially. Is that, is that still the perception or is that still true? That is absolutely true. Microsoft, Xbox, not Microsoft, but Xboxes in general are still at about half the sales of okay. PlayStation 4s. Um, you know, with, with that said, like, they don't need to play nice. You know, they don't need to do cross-network play with Xbox. It probably wouldn't benefit them to do so. They do cross-network play with PC. Sure. For a long time. For many of their games, you can play with PC. What do you uh, think is the benefit to not doing cross-play with Xbox? Because you don't... You want... Okay, let's say you and I are buddies and we play on PlayStation together, right? Yeah. And Shanae wants to play whatever with us. Uh I don't know what let's say Rocket League for instance even yeah. though I think that's only a two player game. Uh let's say let's say she wants to be a, in our Rocket League team, right? Yeah. But she only has an Xbox. Well, if they allow cross network play, Shanae can just play with us. If they don't, Shanae might go buy a PlayStation to play with us. Okay. That makes you sense. Know? Yeah. Um Xbox and they, that, they know- need every consumer friendly thing that they can get. Yeah. Backwards compatibility, even though the numbers show, we, we, we talked about this before, we know that nobody's using it. Yeah. Still looks really good on them to have it. Yeah. Right? Like, they'll they'll put money into yeah. it to yeah. get that image out there. Right. And um, that, I think it's smart of them. It is smart of them. Yeah. You know, they, they need to do it, and they are doing it, and, uh, you know. Uh, but you, I, I think if, the, if, the, if it was, if this was last gen, right, and Xbox was leading sales for the majority of that console generation, I don't think they'd do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you do you care either way? I think it would be nice to have. It's a very consumer friendly thing. Like I said, it would be awesome if uh, you know, because I have friends that prefer to play on Xbox. Sure, not many of them, but they're there. Uh, and to be able to play with those those friends without me having to to play on Xbox or without them having to buy a PlayStation Four uh, would be nice. Yeah, I don't think it's a smart business move if you are just destroying the competition. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, we all know that competition is necessary. Yeah. Um, uh, and, you know, good to see Nintendo on top for the last few months. Yeah. I mean, they, they kind of in... Uh, like consistently for a while now, yeah. Switch has been outselling both. Yeah, I think they're, that's they're awesome. kind of been killing it. And yeah. I think that the next couple of months are going to be very good for them. Oh, I mean, with the holidays coming up, yeah. tax season coming up. Yeah. yeah. Like things are... They're, they're going to be okay for if, a while. If they can produce the stock that they claim that they can produce. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with uh, putting out the NES Classic again, uh, which you know, and that, and you know, it's I'm happy for the people who are going to get it. Yeah. Um. It for me, it personally, I just you know, there are it just never interested me. Um. I mean, I would be happy if I got one. Yeah. I'm not going to go seek one. Like, yeah, like sure. you know, like if someone if someone, find one, if but. someone came up to me and said, "Hey, uh, hey, Ryan." Here's a uh, yeah. here's a any uh, SNES classic. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I'd be super yeah. excited about it. I, but, but I'm saying, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not seeking one out. No, me neither. Um, you know, because you know, I'm on a computer. So sure, computer. 
Raspberry Pi's been a thing for a long time. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think that this year has been very, very <coughs> cool. Uh, a lot of shit has happened. Uh, a lot of really cool things have come out of it. Um, I went, like this year, I went from never having played a Yakuza game to having played two Yakuza games. Mm-hmm. And that feels actually pretty darn neat. And it seems like they're going to continue this trend of redoing their old games in the newer engine. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure... We know Kiwami 2 is a thing. Yeah. 6 will eventually come over. Yeah. But my whole thing is like, why aren't those in the 6 engine? Because that looks so much better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, Maybe look, look at 0 and then look at 6. 6 yeah. looks so I don't much know better. How, I don't know how long they were... I don't know how long they were working on those, but maybe it's just like we just want to go ahead and get these out. Yeah, because uh, I think that they're I think that they're both like re- I think <coughs> doing this like Kiwami like Zero. Well, no, it was I was like was more with with Kiwami and Kiwami Two. Mm-hmm. Very good hype building tools for the for the newest game. Sure. Um, and I'd I'd be interested to see how it performs here in the states. Um, I'm just wondering if before the generation is over, will you be able to play every Yakuza game? Not the originals, obviously, but every story, every all of those stories on one console. That would you know? be that would be really cool. Because you're getting you got zero, one. We know two's coming. We know six is coming. Yeah. So like, are they just going to continue that trend? Yeah, I think it might get to the point because. Or like, is it too much? Right. I don't know. Oversaturate. Oh, too much Yakuza. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, you know, I think that they're, I think that they're going to stop at a point, like there will be a point where like the only way you can get them is just to play them in the original format. Yeah. Uh, which I'm okay with. But I mean, at this point with two coming out, I think that between PlayStation four and PlayStation three, you can play all of them. Yeah. So, um, and I, and I'm actually, I'm actually curious as to, cause I feel like at some point those are going to show up. Like, for people who use it, those are going to show up on PlayStation now. I would not be surprised, yeah. Um, yeah, I, that that is a series that I did not expect to like nearly as much as I did. Um, I mean, I've heard nothing but good things about yeah. it for years. I've just never played them. Yeah, you know, I, I I had looked at the cover. Like, when I worked at GameStop, I saw I saw the, the case for the first Yakuza game. Yeah. And, like, I looked at it. I was like, that sounds kind of cool, but actually, like... Maybe not cool. Yeah. At uh, that time, you were like, no, I'm playing true crime. Right? Was I? <laughs> uh, yes. I was playing true crime uh, New York City. Yeah. It's a good New game. York City. <laughs> Get a rope. <laughs> uh, yeah. I really I really like the Yakuza series, and I'd like to play more of it. But, dude, uh, I... I just really I need 2018 to get here already because I really really want that Monster Hunter like I need it. Yeah. Like, I need uh, it. Did you watch much of the TGS stuff? No. Uh, January. Hmm. Real soon, way yeah. sooner than I thought. But still too far for me. No way, dude. January is like next week. <sighs> I want to play it so bad. Yeah. And like I'm not much for collector's edition consoles, but that Monster Hunter one looks pretty sweet to me. I just want the plain, you know. Exactly. Unless it's something that's like real tasteful, I just want the plain console. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm look, I'm man, I'm looking forward to that game. Uh, I really, I, I'm really excited to play it on PlayStation for the first time. And do you see the new trailer? No. The crazy furry bat neck thing. No. <laughs> yeah, there's this new monster that like everybody's going nuts over. Yeah. It's like this white bat thing, but it's got like this fluffy, furry white collar thing that poofs up. It's it's real neat. Yeah, I'm cool. Good monsters. Yeah, I I am excited to play that game very yeah. much, and I also want to play Monster Hunter Stories because I hear really great things about that. Also, I keep uh, hearing it being referred to as the best Pokemon. The two two new EDFs incoming. Now, will they come here? Remains to be seen, mm. but I sure as fuck hope so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you what have you what have you seen in those? Have you seen anything? Uh, one of them is in a ob- an obviously different engine, so graphically it looks much nicer. Yeah. Uh, concerns me. What? Because the best looking one has been the worst. Armageddon was the best looking one visually, but the by far the worst one. Yeah. Uh, but then the other one, which is just EDF five, yeah, still looks shitty, which I like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, it's funny with EDF because like the kinda, shittier the game looks and the worse it runs means the more shit that they can put on that screen. Yeah. And I like that. Also, like it kind of like lends itself to that like really cheesy <coughs> charm that that game has. Yeah. Also, Dynasty Warriors. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm not a Musou fan. Uh-huh. I've never really liked Dynasty Warriors. I've tried to. Yeah. But that new Dynasty Warriors looks fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Dude, it's like open world Dynasty Warriors. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I do like Dynasty Warriors a lot. Uh, eight there. I believe nine here. Cool. Yeah. I didn't know until fairly recently that everybody <coughs> in the Dynasty Warriors games is a real person. Did you know that? Yeah. No, I didn't know that. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. They're based on real people, which is kind of neat. Does Link count? Yes. Is he real? I think he's pretty real. Yeah. I think he's real to me. Sure. He's real to you. Uh, he's real right here. Yeah. Well, that's the cartoon one, so he doesn't count. His shield's fell off. Uh, I think we're going to end the show on that note, guys. Uh, thank you once again for spending the, spending your uh, hour with us. My name is Ryan Robinson. That's Tom Shelby. Bye-bye. I hope we see you next week.